Hey there, welcome to the Creative Metaverse Podcast, formerly known as the Game Artist Podcast. My name is Ryan Kingsline, and I'm the CEO of Vertex School, where we train creatives for the career of their lives. In this podcast, we interview amazing creatives and artists working in film, games, and building the metaverse right now. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. All right, welcome to episode two of the Game Artist Podcast. In this episode, I gotta warn you, I had a cold, and I sounded like death warmed over, which isn't really the thing that I wanted to provide for you in the second episode of this, but the information is so incredibly valuable. What Alejandro shares with you, from the insights of a recruiter who has a background as an artist, I thought was... Uh, hands down, going to be one of the most impactful things that I could give you today. So make sure that you tune in, you take notes, but I can tell you right off the bat, we already did an ebook of this. So you head over to gameartinstitute.com. You can go into the blogs. You can see the um, the whole episode here. We'll, we'll make sure that there's a link in the description of this podcast where you can get that ebook. Um, but one of the things that I thought was really powerful, if there was one thing that was more powerful than anything as a, anything else, was when you're in the interview, allow vulnerability to be there. That was very powerful to me because when you're interviewing, everybody knows that this is just an artificial structure. You know, in the matter of like seconds or minutes, people are trying to figure out whether you're going to be a fit for years of working together. There has to be some artifice to that because it's not possible to get that right all the time. So one of the keys to really helping to open up and unlock the person who is interviewing you as well as yourself is just to allow vulnerability to exist, you know, and just to be real and be truthful. Because if there's one thing that makes somebody a good employee, it's truthfulness and just a straightforward ability to handle whatever problems come your way. So let's hop to it. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining me. I have Alejandro with me who, uh, are you still at ArenaNet or are you formerly or where are you? No, now, I'm, Alejandro. So very recently, I'm a, now I'm a 343. 343. Awesome. And what's your job title there? Recruiter. Fantastic. So uh, Alejandro is going to walk us through this idea of um, what it is uh, how you interview to get a G, uh, get a job in games, and then along the way, um, I'm going to kind of be picking his brain to find out like what are the triggers, what are the little things that make a difference. And you have to excuse me; I have a little bit of a cold as we do this. I sound much worse mm -hmm. than I actually am. Uh, but let's switch this over to Alejandro's screen. And Alejandro, you said right now you're over at, um, at three four three. Ah, uh, Alex Anshaw left that. Who was it that's at three four three? Oh no, he was at Halo. Um, well, at the, uh, this one um, oh. that we have, yeah. Nice, fantastic. Yeah. Okay, uh, and let's close. Jeff, I'm going to close your webcam. There we go. All right, cool. Uh, okay, so tell us uh, a little bit about yourself, if you don't mind. Let's get to know Alejandro because you've actually run one of the uh, boot camps with me here. You did the career mm -hmm. accelerator portion. Um, but just tell us about yourself and your education. Right on. So I started as a character artist 
um, went to went to an art institute, and then along the way, right, I found out that uh, recruitment really fulfilled something within me, right. The, the cheesy way I like to describe it is that um, as an artist, right, I get to create really cool imagery that I that that allows me to express um, kind of like what I'm thinking about, or or, or uh, kind of where I want to go with uh, with kind of with the feel of something, the story, right. But with uh, recruitment, I get to actively affect people's lives in a, in a daily basis in a very real way, right? So um, kind of my calling in life has become um, kind of like unify both of them where I get to um, use my art skills and use my knowledge of art, uh, but also my, my, my love for, for it itself, right? And to learn and to also help other people uh, make great teams better, right? Um, yeah, that's kind of like my, my spiel on, on, on like my, my initial story. So. Yeah. I originally started as um as an agency recruiter, right? Kind of like kind of along the way, working alongside with like Epic and like EA and like kind of the small companies. Um, and then from there, I went over to ArenaNet, and then I went around for a bit. I uh, went over to Monolith, Gloom, even Glue Mobile, where we worked on Britney Spears and Nicki Minaj. That was really fun, though, actually. Um, after that, I went back to ArenaNet, and now I'm at three four three. Awesome. That's great. And tell me, what does a recruiter do? Because, you know, I've looked at the human resources. I've looked mm-hmm. at that. And there's a lot of variety in terms of the tasks. There's a lot of specialization. But what is it uh, that a recruiter does? So a recruiter is the person who is able to facilitate a studio to hire people, right? And to ensure that it, it happens in a, in a, in a, in a and it's in, you know, in a way that is uh, productive to the studio, uh, de- to studio deadlines but also to facilitate um, kind of like onboarding and, and just like being able to get the best kind of talent possible for the studio. Yeah. Um, talent pools are only so wide and only so deep for the, for the people within. So a recruiter comes in and is able to facilitate and become a force multiplier for the entire studio to get the best people possible. Right? Mm-hmm. A recruiter is not just, um, um, the way you can see it is that they're not just HR. They're also like the school counselor mm-hmm. and they're also and, but they're also the, the how can I put this best, the, the face of the company in many places. Got it. And where do you find the talent? How do you even access it? Well, um, normally, right, when, especially as, when I first started out, right, it was normally like LinkedIn and it was like, um, like Google Boolean searches, right, where you had to like do the hardcore searching, right, and like finding yeah. people by, by keywords, right? Yeah. And that really is what you should be telling, telling a lot yourself to, right, if you want to uh, be, be seen first, right? But when you start getting to deeper levels, um, some of us started caring about, about art, right, and started becoming um, – involved in the industry right like i i hang that a lot in, in forums like polycount and, and your groups too and like art station um i even joined discord channels right um as i'm gonna share here right yeah uh, concept art is really good polycount is really good um and then from there i start going into events right and so like i for me it's really important to 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 see other people and see how they grow and then in order for me to be able to give them advice and to and to eventually say hey come over here let's talk and so it's more now. It's more about just being known, and that about just being um, being a resource for the industry as a whole, right? That way, that I can help you become better. Got it. Okay. Um, so, in when you when you see somebody's work that you like, because that's what I'm imagining happens is is uh, you're on a forum or or you're an art station. You see somebody's work that you like. What's the process like then? 
for bringing somebody in or starting a conversation. Mm -hmm. At that point, right, I would reach out to them and say, hey, um, can we just talk about yourself and who you are and where you're going with your career, right? It doesn't mean like if somebody's doing hard surface or if somebody's doing like uh, stylized work, right? I'm not gonna be able to put them immediately into like uh, into three four three, right? I have to understand what motivates them and, and what and what they're looking for in their lives, right? Um, so from there, I just start, I start an open conversation where I get to ask them. Uh, I'll reach out to them either through email or through phone or to just uh, if I get to see them face to face, great. Um, and then from there, see where the motivation lies, see where their design sense is at, right? Understand where they understand where they were like what stuff they what things are lacking and what things my studio can can um can provide for them. And then from there, start a conversation with my hiring managers and the rest of the team. Okay, got it. All right, so why don't we start with um, this conversation? You were gonna today talk to us about what, um, about how to interview. So tell mm -hmm. me, what, just uh, what were you gonna start with uh, for this presentation? And then we'll kind of, if you don't mind, I'll just kind of keep asking questions along the way. Yeah, it'll be great. Um, so one of the bigger things uh, to understand about someone like me, right, is that my job is not just to put people in seats, right? I mean, that's kind of like my job, but uh, but there's something deeper that I have to do, right? My job is to find the next generation KKIs, next generation, uh, um, how can I put this like this? Um, next generation, like amazing, super, amazing superstar artists, right? Yeah. Um, the ones that are gonna be, the ones like that, that somebody just needs to believe in. Um, and, and then for them to be able to grow within a studio and then become something amazing, right? Um, and, the next part. And is that actually, like, that's actually your your goal is to find that next, um, that next big talent. You know, because part of the reason why I'm asking like that, because it's not, I'm not asking it as clearly mm -hmm. as I could. Uh, but for many of us, we are thinking, holy crap, I just need a job. You know, because yep. it's about the payroll, it's about cash, it's about rent, you know, and things like that. Um, so, you know, we're thinking, okay, you need this skill, I got this skill, let's make this happen. Um, how much of it is you're just trying to fill a position and how much of it is I'm trying to fill a position with somebody who can grow and, and stay the long term? Correct. So... Many studios will just want to get the, the project done, right? And that is part of my deal, right? But you have to separate yourself from the rest, right? There's going to be a bajillion people out there who are going to, well, I'm going to say a, a big number of people that can, that can, that can perform the task that you're going, to, you're going to ask them to do, right? Right. Here's some concept, execute it to the, to, to the best of your ability, done, right? Next in the pipeline, right? But there's going to be moments where we're going to ask you for, for you to even have input on that design. For you to be um, have uh, some creative input in the rest of the game, right? To for you to understand what the story is all about, um, kind of work out, work uh, work to even to add to the concept as well itself, right? So a lot of times, concept artists won't be able to give you a finalized concept or a concept at all, which happens a lot. And so, when you start tapping into your your own ability to work within the team, and then but to also to uh, other intangibles like fundamentals, uh, design sense, right? Yeah. Um, for you to be able to uh, have a long and prosperous career in within my studio. Got it. One thing, and I'm sorry to interrupt, one thing to add as well is that I should definitely um, add to it that um, I'm not just looking to find a next superstar, I'm looking to find someone that is, yes, gonna grow into a great talent, but to also be able to work well with the team, right? Be able to fill one of the, the things that the team needs, mm -hmm. um, like when it comes to maybe like the team is really, really strong when it comes to 
design sense, right? But nobody can really execute technically, right? Or like or vice versa or, um, or whatever else the team might need. The person that I'm hiring needs to be that person that 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 emboldens the team to be and uh, helps the team to become better as a whole. I understand. That makes sense. And you know, and I, and I ask because it, not this crew, not the crew that we're talking to, but there are people out there in this industry that I talk to that you know they have a bit of a jaded perspective, you know, because maybe mm-hmm. a team, you know, a whole crew got laid off like recently. That's happened. Um, or the or like the whole crew that was uh, responsible for Mass Effects, they got absorbed in another uh, mm-hmm. studio. You know, so there can be some jaded quality of like, how much does the company care about me as an artist, and how much um, is it? You know, these skills that we're hiring for. It's a, it's it's a. I'm sorry, I didn't interrupt you. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no, go for it. It's a really interesting and 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 semi-ironic uh, balance, right? You have yeah. the studio that needs to have like, all right, in two years, right? No matter what happens, we're gonna have to have this game out, right? And then you have, and in order for that to be realized, you have to have this really cohesive and just balanced team that is able to perform incredibly, right? And and to have and to have these projects done in, in, in such a in such a deadline, right? Meaning that it's gonna be up to someone like me and someone to the, like the hiring managers, right? To, to like find that balance and find a team that is able to grow and able to become something great as a whole, right? Um, right. Like teams like Bioware, right? They took a very long time to be crafted into what they are today, right? Mm-hmm. Especially back in the Mass Effect days, right? They, you, you just didn't find the amazing people and they all just melded together and they all became a great team, right? Immediately, right? They, they, it was a growing process. Right. Which yeah, is such a shame when that when when layoffs happen like that. I apologize. Yeah, yeah, and I and I was thinking, you know, that that's got to be one of the difficult parts of of your job and and that whole area because, you know, your job is recruiting these amazing talents and building these teams, um, you know. But that, I understand that 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 stuff happens. So, um, when somebody is uh, thinking about this and they're starting out, like the crew that we're talking to right here, they're they're looking to get work. They're looking to um, to find their team, uh, what are some of the things that they need to start thinking about? They need to start doing. Hmm. People that can handle the. If, if I understand, if I, allow me to rephrase the question. Then, are you asking me um, what the team is looking? Just kind of the bare fundamentals of what what a team is looking for in order for them to start out. No, I mean, for my people, the people that are here watching that are starting out. Mm-hmm. As as beginners and and whatnot, um, what do they need to do now to start to attract that attention and and build you know eventually get that job on the, on the team? Correct. And so, not only execute technically, right? Um, the work um, as as the art director from from a model that put it really clear to me. I need to see work on their portfolios that is able to be in my game, right? Yeah. So. They need to achieve the level technically, but also they need to demonstrate an uh, understanding of fundamentals. They need to understand that demonstrate an understanding of um, what it's like to work in a studio like like that, like like ours or mine. Yeah, uh, there's mine. Um, and 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 someone that they are that the art leads can say, I can I can trust this person to execute upon something that might be um, kind of short on deadline, right? Or 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 just execute upon whatever concept I give them, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Like um, an example would be right when when um, when students are asked to design their own character. Let's let's say you're a character artist, right? And you're in school, right? And students are asked, okay, design your own character and bring it to life. Like, oh, great, that's a greatly great, exciting experience, right? Uh, 
But one of the things that a student wouldn't have is that grasp on character design, right? Kind of like how to, how to create a really interesting story with a character, right? And so all they have is these characters that are just halfway formed and without much thought into them, right? And they expect to get a job from that, right? Um, that design sense, that character, like kind of being able to tell a story takes time and practice to, to be able to develop, right? And that's, the, that's a skill, that's a soft skill that's, that's really looked after in this industry. Got it. All right. And uh, d even for the character artist, the one who's doing the 3D side of it. Exactly. Yes. That's great. That's good to know. All right. Cool. Okay. So I interrupted you. No. You were telling us, do you, um, should you just keep going or should I keep asking questions? I'll ask questions. I, 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 is, there, is there something else I could add to that question? Uh, no, I, I think we're pretty solid there. Um, but let's get back to the idea of, um, of the job and, and how somebody kind of prepares for uh, the mm -hmm. interview. Absolutely. So there are specific things that definitely you need to be able to demonstrate as a, as an, as a person, right? You need to be yeah. able to finish things, right? You need to demonstrate that you have heart in what you do. And I can and definitely start digging into that one, right? Yeah. And also you need to be able to demonstrate your ability to to think, right? To to trouble, to kind of problem solve, right? As artists, we're all visual problem solvers, right? Especially concept artists. Um, but um, but you need to be able to um, kind of like be honest and be able to um, come come and come and prepare to like to be asked, like, hey, you know, like have you ever been in a difficult situation and what do you do, right? Yeah. Um, so. If I can start going into something first, which is going to be, um, to me, that this is to me the most important one, but me personally, right? It's just going to be to have heart in what you do, right? You need to be able to speak about um, who you are, how do you, how do you become the artist that you are right now, and and why do you do this, right? Mm -hmm. And and an ex a question that would you that you'll get asked, right? You'll get asked, oh, you know, do you have any favorite games, right? In your in the interview. And that question is really, really is more about leading you into about opening about yourself and to be able to speak uh, passionately about something, anything, please, right? The hiring manager really wants to, <laughs> I know, the hiring manager really wants to get to know you as a person, right? And, and see what motivates you, right? And so yeah. it's really important for you to be able to speak uh, in depth about what you care about. That's also really important. I cannot stress that enough, right? Be able to speak in depth about, about something. So, for example, right, the, when I get when I get asked that question, I would say along along one or three games, right? I'll say um, uh, I'll say Mega Man X, I'll say uh, Dark Souls, and I'll say um, Dawn of War, uh, Warhammer Forty Thousand Dawn of War, right? Like, and for example, for Mega Man X, right, you can you I you will start going into detail about. Oh, I like the I like the characters, right? They have a cool story, right? But you need to go deeper than that, right? You need to start talking about um, how how intelligent this, the the character design was, how 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 obvious it was that it was uh, that the, the that the design choices were made to make the experience better, right? And start digging into deep deeper and deeper into it, right? Mm. Um, that way that way you show the hiring manager that you have uh, that you are able to go deeper into a into a problem, right? Be able to like think clearly and and be able to dive deep into, into things because that, that will be asked of you several times in the, in the future, right? Yeah, that's actually a great, um, that's a question I get a lot, which is, do I have to be a game, a gamer to work on games? As in, do I have to play games and all of that? Like some of us are a little older and 
Mm-hmm. You know, it, that's just, it's, it's a very hard thing to do. But from the sounds of it, it's not about somebody playing a game. It's about what's exciting. And it's just exactly. a doorway into the personal. One time, exactly, very much. One time I was asked, uh, what's, a, what's a really cool um, um, film or something uh, or visual that you saw that you saw recently, right? And then the person was really asking me about movies, right? And I told them, oh, I recently, I really saw Shape of Water. It was beautiful. And the monster design was like out of this world great. And I started talking about the anatomy of the of the monster, right? And, and like, um, so notice how I went to the anatomy, right? Which is something that I care about because it's of my job, right? right? As, a, as, I, as a character, as a person that loves character, right? Yep. Um, and so be able to go into detail about things that you care about, uh, as you said, the, the window into the personal, but also have those things relate to, to your expertise. Got it. That's great. Cause you're crafting a story for this exactly. person to help them understand you and why you're a candidate for this job. Mm-hmm. Great. You, you have to make yourself different than everybody else, right? There's going to be so many aspirants that just think that just doing what, what you're told on paper, right, is enough, right? But in truth, these teams, they, they need more. They crave more. And the second you're able to demonstrate that you are something greater than normal, it's when, it's when their lights go on, to, on, on their heads and say, we got to hire this person right now. Great. So how does somebody make themselves different? And specifically, you know, I'd love to know how that, how that happens, um, even at the early stages. Because let's say, for example, in the boot camp, a lot of times people, we don't have time to learn the designer side of it. So mm-hmm. how is somebody going to pick somebody else's concept, but then showcase that they are different? I know that, that, that understanding of design and uh, kind of fundamentals takes time, right? And definitely yeah. something that um, that the artist needs to devote time to, right? And uh, there's no quick way about it. There's no like, do these three things and you're done, right? It's like, this is a lifelong event. Right. Um, I just saw a video by Ron Ja who, uh, who put it really incredibly well, which is like the whole, in, it, it's like, um, uh, I'm gonna paraphrase it right now, which is yeah. uh, being an artist, uh, it's like it's like being Benjamin Button, right? Like life gets, um, it's like living in live, living in reverse, right? Which is gonna be like, um, it, it's really, 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 really easy at the end because, or relatively like e- easier at the end, right? Because you you have already all this experience and you have like a lot of hands-on uh, knowledge and you're able to like problem solve a lot easier because you've been through that, right? And the beginning, right? You have none of this, right? And so you have to like force yourself and like like work yourself tirelessly just to like figure out small things, right? right. And so the, at, at this very stage, your students have it the hardest, right? But uh, they will they will prove their mettle at this time, right? Yeah. Um, so what are the tools, like how can they, what are, if there was one thing, I'll ask it more specifically. Yeah. If there was like one or two things that they can do that shows some originality or, or provides some, distinction in them it could be their choice of projects it could be um the quality of their skill like what are one or two things that they could do that would move the needle in helping you see them as somebody who's more you know uh, is slightly different or more original Mm -hmm. they're demonstrating their their understanding of fundamentals which is like composition 
color color use. Um, yeah. Kind of like in, in their choice of, of um, for example, if your character is an environmentalist, right? The what concept do you choose to to do, right? Very yeah. much like what you said, right? But also your understanding of presentation and and kind of like compass like visual composition, right? Is obvious in your in your presentation, right? It's not just like you gotta put someone in a T post and say, give me a job, right? It's like no, you have to give it a story, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, that's one big thing, right? That that demonstrates that there is depth to you, right? Visually, right? Without you having to write down, I am deep, right? Um, <laughs> um, in addition, right? Uh, another one is just to, at this at this point for 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 the younger ones, technical execution, right? Um, Josh Josh Sink put it really well one time, which is um, in one of his podcasts, which is. Um, when you see something good, right, and, and when you're when you're an artist yourself, right, you know what it takes. You know the hardship it takes to get to a specific point, right. And if you're able to see that in other people, that's when you know that person is something, somebody to look at. And that was uh, Josh Singh, you were saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He in uh, one of his character art podcasts, he said that. Cool. So, are there resources like that that you go to um, that you could recommend for us? Oh, dude, I got a bajillion of those. Oh, Let's good. See. Um, <laughs> yeah, then we'll, um, I'll grab some of those yeah. offline from you. That would be great. That would be excellent. Yeah, I actually have like entire bookmark folders of that. Like, okay, what's uh, kind of like understanding design and there's like resources, tutorial resources. Yeah, like definitely yeah. I'll, I'll share that stuff. Okay, got it. And this is the this is a Joshua Singh's uh, Why Should You Leave Your Job? Uh, um, different guy. No, it was Josh Singh, right? But it was more the character art podcast. Yep, I see it right here. Great. Yeah, those podcasts. Mm, awesome. And this one is the, yeah, the number two. I think he went really deep into it too. Uh, I like Matthew. It's great. Okay, so um, how important is technical skill for you when you're thinking about this and how somebody is, is presenting themselves? How important is it that they understand um, – let's say topology versus, you know, this guy's got a really good, good eye for textures. Mm -hmm. So that is essential, right? Um, I mean, all this stuff that I was talking about, right, is kind of like the stuff that goes after that stuff has been proven, right? Um, because there's, the, the, the industry is such like, that there's several people out there that can, that can technically execute a concept or something well enough, right? Yeah, yeah. Well enough to get them in the door, right? And then after that, you got to show what makes you you, right? What makes you special. Right. And, how, and how, being, how being that kind of special will make my team better, right? Some, like there's times I met some incredible, incredible people, right? Who are like, like some of the best artists I ever met in my life, right? And the team was like, no, nah, no, nah, it's cool because they wouldn't, um, uh, they're, they're not, ex they're, they're really strong in something that we are already strong at, right? Like, okay, that happens. Yeah, got it. So you're saying having a mastery of topology and things like that is going to be incredibly important for your Correct. perspective. Yeah. Correct, right? Like the technical execution needs to be on point. Got it. Um, actually, very much like um, uh, Bosch said on on your on your talk, right? Like that stuff needs to be like visible, right? In order for you, in order for you to, that's like the first step. Got it. That's great. That's like the grammar. Okay. Mm -hmm. And and so so while we're on this conversation of, um, we're kind of talking about the art more than we're talking about the job interview right now. So we'll get to that. Um, yeah. But while we're talking about the art, one of the questions that um, comes up a lot is is 
it, it really relates to this first project. So, for example, in the boot camp, and you've probably seen this in the environment people, uh, the first assignment we make is we, we make one prop. And the mm -hmm. goal is that just make that prop as beautiful as it is because, you know, an environment, from my perspective, is just a collection of props. So if, if they're all half-ass, you know, it's not going to help. So I make sure everybody does, you know, at least one really badass uh, prop. And um, one of the problems that we run into is there's only so many props in the universe, <laughs> it appears. There's only so many oil lamps and uh, things like that. So what are some of the um, project choices? Or do you have any thoughts on how somebody can choose projects um, for props uh, and things like that that, you know, that can help, help them kind of not appear just like everybody else? So that's that's a really interesting question, right? Because then you start hitting the uh, the balance, right? What do I choose to do, right? Uh, do I do like the very common AK-47, which is going to be right. kind of like in every single game, right? And like someone like an, an Activision, a Call of Duty, is like, all right, we really need someone that can execute a really good AK-47 in the portfolio go, right? Yeah. Um, versus someone like... Um, Oh, let's let's talk about my 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 former classmate. Let's see. Um, I'm gonna need one moment to pull it up. Yep. There we go. All right. So, Sean Marino, when he first started out, right, he did the M16, right, and he executed it very well, or pretty well, right. Mm -hmm. Um, this dude was used to be a sledgehammer, and now it's a riot, right. But then he started. But then he started getting really creative into um, into what he worked on, right? His designs, right? How he how he handles specific things, right? He actually chose something more interesting, like the um, SDG forty four, right? And he uh, he was able to craft it into something really well. But then he started making his own stuff, right? Like the uh, the last pistol, right? Like this here, he's showing understanding of not only fundamentals of like. Um, but also an understanding of how to craft like common items, but also like start getting creative and be able to reproduce things that are much more fantastical and make them feel functional and have a story, right? Yeah. Uh, so I would tell you that, yes, it's important for you to do that thing that everybody's gonna do, right? But do it really well and then do it and then do something else that is, um, that is much more um, kind of like exciting to the, to the, to the artist. Got it. Um, and I really agree with you when you say that Kind of, I bring this guy all the time, uh, Scott Homer. And I really agree with you into like saying, okay, let's make something small, and um, and but really polish it to the end, right? That is one thing that I would talk to uh, that I'm definitely going to go into in this talk, which is hiring managers need to see that you're able to finish things, right? Studios like Blizzard, right, and studios like mine, they 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 spend like fifty percent of the of, of their project time getting something to ninety percent done. And the rest of the time, into um, into, into that end polish, right? Hmm. Fifty percent to get it to ninety percent. I'm gonna I'm gonna use an analogy, right? Yeah. No, I got it. It's just kind of it's a great way to phrase it and think about it because I, I mean, we all know that finishing is the hardest part. We, you mm -hmm. know, we just know that from our own experience. That shit's hard. Um, it is. Yeah, but it's great to you know put a. Um, a money figure to that just to help people understand, you know, that production budgets, of course, are one of the most um, impactful realities of game. Like this guy's talking about made under or all produced to production budget. 
Oh man, let's get started on that. Yeah. Um, so, as a hiring manager, it's going to look at your portfolio, right? It's going to uh, where they when they sit you down and talk about your process, right? And they're and the, what they're caring about is 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 looking at something in your portfolio and seeing you finish it, right? And then they're going to say, okay, we're going to uh, I can see you can finish something, right? Yeah. Something small, right? Now I'm going to pay you hundred thousand dollars a year to to do that to finish something much bigger, right? Yeah. And so. But the initial set is for you to show that you're able to finish something like Scott Homer did, right? He didn't grab an entire uh, uh, mansion, right? He grabbed a really small corner, right? Made, um, like populated, like designed it into something really beautiful, right? But also told a really interesting story, right? Like he actually made like the whole dilapidating, like, like it was like kind of ripped out of, out of a dimension and then like into it and like kind of plastered there, right? And that shows several things I want to care about, right? He's telling story. He understands the... He understands design, you know, he understands actually um, kind of like composition. He understands how to execute something to, to the end, right? And 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 kind of from there, right? I, I, it allows me to trust him into like, okay, you can do all that into an entire house. Got it. Yeah, and it shows, I mean, he's like, he's showing that he has the wood slats in the back and the, the piping and plumbing. So he's understanding the construction, uh, which is pretty yes. cool. The functionality of it that's yeah. a big deal yeah great all right so i think um do you have more that you wanted to present should i just let you kind of uh, go from here i i definitely have a bunch of stuff to, do, to say right at the same time i know we have an hour and so like i or if you need yeah more time then we can definitely do more time but um yeah so I'll, um, I'll let you jump into it and then we'll we'll take that and see how everybody is afterwards okay so heart have heart in what you do absolutely right being able to finish things great now let's start talking about uh, being able to show your thinking, right, and and and, and being able to kind of like express yourself during uh, during during events, right? During events that are hard, right? Um, there's always going to be that one interviewer is going to say, okay, so uh, what's what's tell me a tell me a time where something was difficult, right? Uh, for example, a question would be like, have you ever been in a situation that in, in, in your work, right, that um, that the concept or the, the entire pipeline was was late and you were late, and but you had to push through to the deadline, right? What happened, right? And that is that's really where they were. They like they're really like their ears perk up, right? And really, what they're hoping to hear from you is that you were able to break down the problem, you're able to prioritize it, right? And then from there, methodically execute um, the issues and you can kind of methodically execute. What you had, what 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 you have, what you have in front of you, and if you if needed, ask for uh, ask for help from other, uh, ask for resources from other teams, or or um, but and also of course that you letting your lead know what what the new expectations are, right? Yeah. Um, those moments are going to come all the time, right? And it's really important for for one the artist to be able to evaluate themselves clearly and how long it's going to take them to do something. And to be able to catalog that because um, studios, right? They have entire like uh, Jira and Scrum like uh, workflows, right? Like entire Excel sheets, right? That, where they ask you, okay, you have two hours to finish this boot, and you have three hours to finish this glove, and then and all that stuff gets accumulated together into into a into a projection of how long it's going to take for for a game to be completed, right? And all that stuff is money, right? And so, yeah, it's really important for you to be able to to answer that question properly. Great, great. So, so far, um, what I've heard is be able to show your heart, understand how to make yourself different, uh, 
and then be able to show or talk about your thinking process um, really so to help people understand or develop some comfort level with you um, and specifically around how it's going to affect the budget. I got it. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. So you show your heart, um, be able to finish things. Um, and of course, yeah, yeah, show your thinking. Absolutely. Great. No, yeah, that's that's definitely important, right? So once again, like, um, I, I could just keep on repeating myself. I hope to help people understand this one is like, is being able to uh, break down the situation and methodically uh, approach it. Okay, so let's talk about show your thinking. Um, I, I understand when you're in an interview, the um, you know there'll be questions like that, but how can somebody show their thinking visually, and and is it necessary for you to see that in their portfolio? Do they have to have wireframes? Do they have to have you know, um, how people will sometimes do those half and half pictures where half is the render, half is the normal map. Hmm, that's an interesting question. Um, if you want to talk about showing your thinking from your portfolio, right? Yes, it's really cool to see uh, the rend, uh, kind of like the the uh, what's it called? The, like that that three D viewer. Why am I forgetting right now? The um, the Marmoset viewer, where you're able to break down into wireframe. You're able to yeah. break. You're able to like rotate the 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 model. Right, because there, right, uh, someone that, is, that has done this before is going to start picking up on the, on the inconsistencies, right, or where the artist went went uh, went lazy, right. Um, and at those moments, right, uh, if we don't, if we start, we start seeing those like those um, those um, classic moments where we start seeing like the artist didn't pay attention to this thing, or the artist didn't pay attention to like how how like this geometry will fall into play into place here. Or how like the anatomy into something, or or how how like how the textures will will will, will fall well into, right? Yeah. Uh, that's when we start you know uh, thinking ill of the artist. But when we start seeing when we start seeing actually where the artist pay attention to all those problems, right? That they will be facing within my studio, right? That's when we start saying, okay, but this artist has 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 paid attention to their work, has put in the effort to to polish it all the way through to it, so we're towards a professional level. Got it. Okay, great. And um, how there's a, uh, in fact, what would be great is if you can just look at Melissa Mazzocco's art station. Yeah. I want to talk about presentation real quick because it kind of fits into this. Um, and so in the boot camp, we all, I always use Melissa because Melissa was, mm -hmm. um, she's really one of the best uh, examples for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, what I want to know is like, what is it that you that is proper? How does an artist prepare or present work, you know, to kind of tackle all of these things? And okay, so I'm gonna start out with the uh, why am I following this? Uh, let's see here. So let's start out with uh, some of her props then. Yeah, right. So. Melissa came out um, came out came about in, in a very like um, very clear presentation where it's like this is this is what I did right I have executed uh, very well right and she and she gave me a whole turnaround right that way like all the information that, that I need to start looking at or care about is in the first image yep. which I find I find I find good right uh, other it all depends really on, on on the perspective of hiring manager right. But I find this to be very good, right? I find it to be very clear. That, like um, she, she obviously is thinking about. Uh, she even has the little reference image back here, right? Um, 
in when it comes to her uh, her polygon use, right? She she's very clean, right? Her approach is uh, is is very uh, clear, also, right? And so, looking at her work, right, I, I can start definitely uh, and trusting in like, okay, she can execute, she can she she can work efficiently, but also uh, she can work with like difficult um, uh, textures and just diff the kind of diff difficult problems that will be facing in the studio, right? Uh, my perspective as a as a as a recruiter right, is 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 looking at their work and seeing and seeing what problems they might have working within my studio, right? And what where would they might excel, right? Um, like at Arena, right? The pipeline over there is um is is it's all about uh, cleanliness and it's all about um, um, efficiency with topology, but also like getting like there's some there's some gnarly concepts that come down the line right and so you have to be able to adapt and to be able to um, execute those shapes really well right and so here Melissa is showing her understanding of those problems too right yeah and she showcases those by you the topologies there the textures mm -hmm. there colors there mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. great one of the biggest things that like this is like this exact words from the from the uh, hiring manager of, of from of character right over arena which is like he he really cares about the cleanliness and uh, and how about the, the the execution but he really really cares about the textures right are the textures differentiating themselves between each other right they're, they're not and what i mean by that is like they're not muddy and they're not like uh, like blending into each other right i can definitely tell what is glass what is wood what kind of wood is it? If it's two different kinds of wood, I can definitely tell between them what's metal, right? Like how those things pop out um, in, and, and they all relate to each other. And if you're able to do that really well, then that's you know super important. Got it. And that kind of goes across to everybody. And actually everywhere I've been, they have told me something similar. Great. What about the modeling? Um, super important to understand the shapes of of, um, of items, right? Like if you if the silhouette works, right? And then we started talking about um, good things, like for example, like here she gave us the um, the reference, right? And the silhouette and the shape of the entire thing works really really well to what what's going on here, right? Um, same here, right? Like it it captures the 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 the, the essence of, of what it, what is being done, right? And that's kind of like the most I can look for, right? In an artist like this, right? Right now, her her work here is really functional, meaning that she's able to take a concept or to take some reference and bring it and bring it to three D in a very efficient and and clear way, right? And that's really what I care about. That's like the first step. Great. All right, so let's talk about um, the interview. Mm hmm. Is there something somebody should be wearing? How important is clothing? <laughs> <laughs> so clothing is important, right? Um, but uh, just having clothing is the most important part in the sense that <laughs> you'll be surprised what I've seen in the sense that people come in with pajamas, right? And it's cool, right? And in, in truth, right, um, we should not worry about that at all, right? Um, in truth, uh, the my best advice would be to come in as you normally would dress, just nothing offensive. Um, if you want to come in business casual, nice, right? Just don't come in overdressed. Um, like, you know, an entire suit and like, a, and like a hat and a briefcase, right? Like, that, that's nice and all, right? Um, and as, my v, as the VP from Marina would put it, right? He's like, you're showing respect to the job, right? 
Yeah. But you have to understand like what what kind of environment you're gonna work in, right? I mean, I seen some leads come in every day in pajamas and fluffy shoes, right? And it was amazing, right? And I seen um and then I seen people just come in in shorts and you know like torn up shirt and be like, yeah, it's cool, right? Just just come in, uh, try to show as much respect as you can to the job, but also following uh, as close as you can to um, to what you normally wear. So I would say business casual. And got there it. you go. Yeah, t-shirts or button downs. I would say t-shirts, right? Like I normally when when I would interview, right, or where 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 other people would interview, like at a high level, right? Yeah. Even them, they'll come in a hoodie. And like, I normally wear like band shirts because I really care about my music, right? I, I kind of wear myself on myself. Nice. Got it. Jeans, obviously. Perfectly yeah, jeans. fine. Yeah. Especially as expensive as those things get nowadays. <laughs> yeah. God. I still remember the first time I bought a pair of jeans for 200 bucks. I was like, this is not possible. Metal. But alas, it is. All right. Um, okay. So uh, clothing, pretty casual. Um, what about people that are nerv- nervous? You know, maybe, maybe this job means a lot to them. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, they come in and they're just a little nervous about how to talk, whether they're saying the right things. Um, what advice can you give there? That is, that is a very good question. Thank you for asking that. Um, that happens, this happens a lot. This happens to everyone, even like, uh, people that have interviewed for their entire lives and they and they that you can consider them expert interviewers they still get the butterflies in their stomach right before the interview right yeah and so here's where you really start uh, getting to know who you who you're being interviewed by right are they accepting of this are they okay with this right are they willing to help you along the way right I've seen some people like break down and cry like just like I can't I, I can't deal with this right now it's too much pressure and they just like break down like all their worst demons come in at one time right yeah and so um, for the interviewee, right, I, w- I would tell them to, um, to be able to practice their, their, their interview beforehand, right? They'll just come in and, and try to wing it, right? Uh, interviewing is, is a lot like acting where um, there's things that you want to be able to be clear about yourself. Like I, I am, this, this, this is my, like, for example, as an artist, right, you will talk about your process, right? be able to speak about it, right? Go in front of a mirror and, and say it a couple of times, right? That way it becomes like muscle memory, right? Yeah. And every, and every time you, you feel like you're, you're about to get stuck and you're about to like, and your body starts tensing up, right? You, you at least in the back of your mind know a little bit what to say, right? There is, uh, there's a lot of really cool exercises and a lot and like a lot of like books, right? Uh, a lot of them try to say different things, but what about being able to frame your thoughts in, in a, in a cohesive way, right? Yeah. Um, that is something that's like really Microsofty, right? Like deep, uh, if I can use that term, right? Um, they uh, places like that that really care about the whole, um, like the, the 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 vernacular of being able to express your your ideas in a in a in a, in a business sense, right? Yeah. Um, but also for the for the company, right? It's it's really really important for them, in my opinion, to for them to be uh, empathetic to to what's going on, right? Like you are interviewing someone, right? And you really shouldn't expect them to be 120% and like be the best that can be, be superstars, right? Have like, have that kind of sense. Be more about asking them about, have, have more conversational interviews as a part from like, you prove yourself to me, you're the best, right? right. Because that person's in, in, in there for a reason, right? Like all the stuff about them being really good 
is already a known quantity the second they go in, the, uh, by the time they come into your door, right? And so um, if an interviewer is, interviewer is having a hard time, right? Like, allow, like one interviewee hopefully says, hey, I'm really nervous. Um, and then from there, the hire, the, the person interviewing will be like, okay, look, I, you need some time. Like, let's, uh, can we, can we talk about this? Can, can we, like, can you explain it to me in a different way? Uh, kind of like ask questions that, that lead the person to, uh, to kind of like what they're trying to get at. That's yeah. It. Is, is it considered um, a negative if somebody is nervous? Is that something that negatively impacts them? That's a great question. Depends, right? Yes and no, right? And, um, and all depends on the school you're you're interviewing at, right? Like for example, at ArenaNet, no, it's okay. Like you can be nervous, you can be like really, really nervous and bomb some questions, and we'll still they'll still will we'll, they will still be okay, right? They'll still try to understand what you're trying to get at, and understand like you know your your experience and understand kind of where you're coming from, right? There, after a certain level, right in in the industry, right there's there's specific expectation already of your of your ability to communicate, right? And so some studios would, would require that, right? For example, if you're going for like a very senior, like advanced or like lean level roles, right? Where your job is partly to lead people, right? And to be able to to, to compose thoughts in a clear way, then yeah, at that, that point, right? Like you can still be nervous, right? But at the same time, um, they'll ask you about them. They'll expect that from you a little bit. Right. So as an artist, right? It's really important or as a person in general, right? Just really important for you to be able to um, to, to learn how to do those things, right? And not just let them out and expect to live life, life like that. Great, okay. So um, it's cool what they're wearing. Uh, we talked a little bit about being nervous. In terms of the interview, uh, you need to be able to show your thinking. You need to be able to um, show the, a little bit of your heart and distinguish yourself in a couple of different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any other questions that you um, that maybe somebody might get asked in the interview that that they should really prepare for? The process question, for sure. Um, so a lot of people do, pretty much they'll sit you down, a team of, like the first, I bet the first interview is gonna be like this. They'll sit you down with a bunch of artists with a television and say, okay, talk to me through how you got to this end result from this concept, go, right? Got it, yes. And what are you looking for specifically? Because I imagine, you know, the first thing somebody's going to do is after they've peed their pants is <laughs> basically, oh, shit, did I do it the right way? Are yeah, they gonna, right. You know, are they going to make fun of me? Did I, did I, you know, get the topology wrong? You know, so that what, is what are you looking sorry. for? Go for it. I, I apologize for my excitement because you hit on the nail right there, which is like you, you as a speaker don't know if you're right because they're going to give you a deadpan face, right? Yeah. And even like I have spoken to some like incredible artists like this and they still have trouble with that themselves. Um, so it's more about one gate beforehand, right? Hopefully you get to uh, speak with other artists and be able to understand their, their, their process and their perspective, right? Yeah. Uh, fortunately for your students, right, they have, by, by speaking with you, right, and from what I heard you say, right, it's like they, they at least have an idea what a pipeline looks like. Right. Um, but in order for me to get to the point, it's like, just say the truth, right? Say what you have done, right? And let them go off of that. Right. Right. 
um, you, it's up to you to always get better, right? But for example, the question would be like, how long did it take you to do this, right? And somebody will say like, it took me two hours, but it really took me like eight hours, right? Yep. And that happens a lot. But it's more about, okay, tell them the truth. Tell them it took them eight hours. Uh, that way, the one, the hiring manager understands what you're getting into, right? What um, what what to expect from this from this person, right? And yep. understand that it's not about being super quick at what you do. It's more about the quality, right? Okay. Um, but to get to the point of that, which is like, okay, be able to 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 break down your process, right? And be able to like, um, as an artist, right? Be able to um to kind of like put this down on writing, right? That way that you can visualize it with yourself, right? Uh, it uh, and kind of like, and then from there on, right? I start start every time you do something, every time you do art, right? Like understand that it's a whole process, like a step by step process, right? First you uh, concept, and then you uh, and then you block it out, and then from there you start like you know breaking down the shapes, uh, and from there you start going deeper and deeper. Like then after a while you start going to texturing. After that you gotta rig it and post it, right? And then you gotta or you gotta like you know like uh, like light it or whatever you need to do, right? Like every single step, right? Catalog it. That way that you now understand it. Got it. And are there any, you know, and if this is all tricks of the trade, you know, I understand. But are there any like trick questions, things where you're trying to um, get like a negative response from somebody that people ask? How, how are some of the ways that you, you really start to, to discover the personality of the person? Yeah, right. And so like... One of the um, kind of common sayings about this is like you have an hour to figure out if you're gonna marry a person forever, right? Yeah, right. And so, and so uh, as as an interviewer, right? Yeah. Uh, actually, both ways. And so, I would I would be very wary of studio that a studio that asks you like like trick questions, like oh you're supposed to say something but you're wrong, right? Like and just yeah. and hold you up to that. Like that's that's really a, that's not, that just that immediately starts feeling like in like a bad environment. Uh-huh. But right, there are questions that are more about getting to know you better, right, and more about how you would uh, react to a question, right. And one time I was asked the whole like, "What would you want, pirates or ninjas?" I'm like, "Cool, <laughs> right." And I said, ninjas. "Ninjas, I want both. <laughs> I want both, right." And I went with ninjas, right. And I started breaking down my 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 philosophy behind that right? because I, I really I really enjoyed that the, the dedication and passion that ninjas put into their work right and then we and then we started breaking it down all the way down into like look in truth we're talking about romanticized ideas of, of what pirates and ninjas are right like pirates are just party party people no party nin, the pirates are like sad people in boats right that were just just so hungry and angry <laughs> that would that would just die of like, from not eating from not having vitamin c right <laughs> and ninjas were just like uh, were just like farmers, right? That like that, that were just abused so for so often, right? That they had to like uh, learn how to like stab people in the back and then run away, right? Nice. I love I love how you tied that into the story of hiring you. It's like I love ninjas because <laughs> they're so devoted to their craft. It's great. <laughs> and so, be able to like break down things, right? And just ha- have that. In truth, the hiring manager really looks for the whole like what kind of conversation we're going to get out of this person yeah. and kind of like how, how we're going to go, how, how we're going to have that back and forth, even if it's when it's fun. Right. And, and don't, ex- and don't expect to like have this, have this hiring manager being like, Oh, you didn't do it. like make me have enough fun. It's more about like who you are. Yeah. That's it. Got right? it. I mean, you can be like 
super quiet you can even like or you can be like i don't know maybe maybe ninjas or maybe pirates because they're you know they have those hats and then they'll, they'll, <laughs> they'll ask you more about why the hats are cool right and that's a really that's that's really a, the big thing you should be focusing on being able to delve deeper and deeper into things and be able to talk about those things right got it and understand and and tell me if this is accurate actually maybe understand that this this whole conversation is really a construct Right. And it's not that the answers I'm saying like this is not necessarily that you as the interviewer are there to figure out everything about this person and understand what they do and why they do it necessarily. It's really just to, to start to get to know, you know, how they react and how they respond. Does that make sense? Correct. Absolutely. And very well. I'm really glad you broke it down that way. Okay. Cause the thing that is in my mind, as I say that is, as artists, we're like so into our craft and focused on what we do that if somebody asks us questions, we're like, we're going to list out everything. This is why, this is what, and this is, mm-hmm. and you know, we get really detailed and, but I assume, you know, in some of these cases, you know, if we're talking about the ins and outs of ZBrush, the person we're talking to may not understand all of that or, or whatnot. Um, so, you know, more important than that is really what's our character. Is that an accurate way to say that or not quite? Yes, yes, because there'll, there'll be, I mean, I know you worked on it, but there'll be another ZBrush in the future, right? There'll be another substance in the future, Totally, right? totally, yeah. But, right, who you are and how, you, how, how your personality and how, who, and how you adapt to, uh, to learn new things and to be able to speak about those things, right? And how, you're, how your understanding of the fundamentals are going to be able to, to help you understand those new concepts, right, of new programs, right? Right. Will help you, right? Like, um, like Peter Koenig, example, Arena, right? He is an incredible artist, right? Like, yeah. uh, and he just started. In, Peter Koenig is one of the was one of the original like SF uh, like prop artists from like Hollywood, like you know, that worked on like species and stuff like that, right? Yeah, it's like incredible. Like Starship Troopers, like he developed a lot of the bugs. It was incredible, right? Uh, and the thing is that he recently got into ZBrush, right? But he, like he picked it up super quickly because a lot of this fundamental, a lot of the fundamental knowledge is transferable, right? And so it will be in the future for the next programs, right? But he was willing to learn, and he had the personality to learn and to and to like kind of like start from scratch and a whole new and whole new medium, right? That's really what we care about. Got it. That makes a lot of sense, and I think it is important that people understand that you know there will be another ZBrush. I mean. There's a lot of people trying to be another ZBrush already. We'll see if that happens. Yeah. Um, Joey's asking, and this is a great time for questions, guys, because we're going to get into the next state, the next uh, webinar, which is uh, we're going to start looking at your work and getting you guys, mm-hmm. those of you who are prepared um, in a separate webinar, I want to get you guys prepared for the rookies. So I'm going to do reviews here in a little while, uh, right after this. Yeah. And so um, Joey's asking about age. How does age factor into this? And uh, and I've heard this many times because, you know, like let's say for example we take this case of James Ritosa. James Ritosa is hired. Like he's going to go to college. They hire him before he goes to college because he Mm -hmm. knows hard surface and he's really really good at substance designer. So he just got hired right away, out of high school basically. Um, And then there are other people that you know, for whatever reason, have been kind of doing something else or or the tech changed or something like that. And now they're coming back into it at 35, 40 on up. Um, how does age factor into this equation now? 
Okay, so before anything, right, uh, as, an, as an, a person of HR, but not exactly HR, right, um, which is what, what we like to describe as recruiters. Yeah. Um, so age is not a factor, period, full stop. This is how we can cover our butts, right? Right. So like, yeah, if you can be 85, you will still be handled as, as equally as anybody else, right? Now, here's um, another way, but here's a way to see it, right? If you are someone that is, that is, um, that is, that is of higher age than 20 or 18, right? Like all the other kids coming out of school, right? Now, I kind of have a deeper eyes looking to your portfolio, right? Have you grown along that time, right? Has, have, have you plateaued in your work, right? That's something that I imagine will look at, right? And so, uh, one of the issues that comes up a lot in 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 the in development in the kind of in the industry, right? It's like, are you plateauing, right? And uh, are you? And if you are, right? Are are you are are you trying to? Are you recognizing that you're plateauing, and are you trying to grow out of it, right? Great. So, yeah, like, but before anything, age does not matter. Do I mean, seriously, we uh, Rene hired Peter Koenig, right? The dude was uh, relatively older, but his skill allowed, allowed him to share, look, I, I can grow and I can continue growing. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. And uh, 34 is not old, Jan. <laughs> if it is, then I don't even want to talk about my age. Uh, okay, hold on one second. Let me get these questions open. Uh, Edison is asking about... Um, uh, other other job experience. So, for example, Edison's got experience in the engineering, um, architectural previs or not previs, but uh, architectural visualization and things like that, and mechanical visualization. Do those things factor into it? Um. So I've had like conflicting and sometimes different responses to this question, yeah. especially in, through my career. Like when I asked other hiring managers and I asked like art directors and everybody. Yep. Um, kind of like the the one that I found most concise is that it's, uh, when you present yourself, right, tailor yourself to your job and to the into into the job description, right. So if if you're trying to apply for like um for uh, environment artist, right, don't say that you were like don't don't like don't advertise highly that you were like an animal protection uh, kind of like like engine uh, like kind of like. Um, I don't like I don't know like those those uh, like a vet, veterinarian right? Yep. I get um, because it just deviates right and like it's it's random noise right. Um, now when you're talked to about when you're interviewing right where you're doing things with, when they ask you like you know tell us something about yourself well I used to be a veterinarian like oh dang that's cool right like let's talk about that right and like and then like be ready to talk about how what you learned there. Uh, motivated you to become what you are or like or helped you become better um, like kind of give you like a frame of mind right like uh, my dad has a really interesting saying which is like um, every job develops you into something better right doesn't matter if if something bad happens in your life and you have to be a janitor or so or like a job that is normally not seen as as, as great but that will teach you one something about yourself and it will and it, and it will help you along there, and it will help you build your character into something greater, right? Yeah. Um, and so it's the same concept, right? Like, I, I mean, um, we hired um, when I was at, when I was at uh, Arena, right? We hired um, um, 
uh, what's it called a designer, right? Who was like, I I want to be at NASA, right? But I also, but I, and so, but I from from understanding my my goals, right? I loved game design, right? And it's like, and and that knowledge that he brought from from like kind of like that, that scientific method, kind of like uh, like kind of how to build rockets and how to, how to like how to approach space, right? That that insight, right? Really really lent a lot of um, a lot of positives to the team as a whole, right? Got it. But. But it has to it has to come from the person, right? You just you can't expect hiring managers and recruiters to make the jump of, of um like kind of like to, kind of make 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 the make the, the visual leap for us to give you the benefit of the doubt, right? Like you have to tell us why. Got it. And uh, Anthony's kind of asking something along these lines, like if I don't have experience as an environment artist, um, you know, and I have something in another field how can I phrase that? And, and I should probably, there's another question coming around that kind of fits into it, such as if the job says two to three years experience, you know, is that really experience as an environment artist? Is it experience as something else? You know, and how, how does that factor into it? Yeah. So until very recently, right. Uh, but the, the, I'm sorry, the way that you can see that is like, you see two, like you see, um, uh, job description saying you need to have three years of experience doing this, doing doing uh, environment work, right? Um, in truth, right, you got to break that down into your work has to be of the same quality of someone who's been doing this full time for three years. Got right? it. Yeah, that's part one. The second part is when uh, you need to have the understanding of working within a team in games of someone equivalent of three years, right? And that's the harder part. Right. Understand that, yes, it is great to be talented and good. Right. But if you're not able to work within a pipeline of a studio, right, that in itself is its own skill that you develop over time. Hmm. Right. So do you need job experience for that or do you just need project experience? Because in some cases, um, people will take these kind of projects. Andre, somebody, he's, he's in a job right now. He's working it, but it's more of a project because he's not getting paid for quite some time. Mm hmm. So it, it so, somewhat counts, if I can put it from, to put, give it to you from my perspective, right? Which is, yes, right, doing projects helps you go through the whole process from beginning to end, and that's super important, right? But there is, um, but I only go so far, right? You can't, I wouldn't be able to, like, to, to say, yes, you are someone that, uh, that I, I can justify giving you as, as uh, a seven-year requirement job if you if you only did small projects right like there is a specific knowledge and insight and problem solving that you have to develop right and like kind of like leadership forming right that that you start developing over time within a studio that's 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 developing AAA games right yeah and so yes like that experience would be great for him to be to apply to a job like uh, like that's like two years maybe even three years of experience right uh, where he, where he can demonstrate that all that problem solving experience, but over time, right, you need to start talking about building that I means sorry, helping teams grow and I mean able to look at look at other artists and like and, and help them become better and seeing what um what kind of like design challenges the studio is facing uh, when it comes to like visuals or just like being able to achieve those things right and be able to do that. Right. For example, uh, the jump from uh, from 3D coats over to substance, right? Uh, or even just Photoshop over to Substance, right? Like a lot of studios didn't know anything about that stuff, right? And they didn't, right. and they had to like learn it overnight, right? And so what happened is that some people under who learned that those technologies on their own time stepped up 
and help the studio learn, right? Like have the classes to do that, right? And that kind of stuff, right? It's knowledge that you're only able to gain insight from being there, right? From being in those positions, right? Makes sense, yeah, totally. And it comes to the point that there are some technologies that are kind of, I think you said it earlier, they're force magnifiers. So there's some technology, some tools that just magnify your chances. Um, yeah. And, and so far, one of the things I've been hearing, it, and it seems to be true, at least for now, but an understanding of something like substance designer is very impactful. I mean, for one of the big reasons why I'm sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, I was just saying for environment. I have this cold, so it's like I'm trying to get the words out. It's getting harder and harder as the day progresses. Um, but for some, for like an environment artist, substance designer seems to be, you know, a force multiplier in your career. Do you feel like that's accurate? So um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to congratulate you a little bit right now, Ryan, which is like one of the big reasons why I'm hanging out with you and I'm talking to, with you and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm helping your students is that you are giving them a really, really good understanding of what these force multiplier pro, uh, programs are, right? Cool. Um, marvelous uh, mar um, substance, right, um, are big deals right now, right? And they are, and there are things that are, they, they are, um, they are, Programs are facilitating and to ex and to helping studios, you know, do their work incredibly better, right? Yeah. Uh, but you're also teaching them how to how to appreciate why why how to appreciate what they do, right? And and sorry to appreciate what they do and to understand how to do it, right? Marvelous is super amazing, right? I'm making costs, right? But when you start talking about like smaller, like small, much smaller wrinkles or like much smaller detailing stuff, like Marvelous does a lot of things that you can tell it's Marvelous doing it, right? So you have to like get in there with ZBrush and actually like fix it yeah. or like do, and so like photogrammetry is a big deal, right? Uh, as Isaac was talking about. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, these, these, knowing these things, you know, being current in, in technology is very important even after you get the job. That's great. That's great. Okay. All right. We got time for a couple more questions and I think my voice is going to just say <laughs> we're done. <laughs> Uh, all right, so let me see. I think there was, and this comes up actually quite a lot. Jan asked and somebody else asked, um, what about jobs outside? Because most of the big game companies are either Canada or US-based to some extent. Yeah. So, um, and I know that companies have, you know, outsourcing facilities and they'll have outsourcing managers. Um, but just strictly speaking, in terms of hiring people who are not in the States, is this an option or not an option, you know, and, and you know, regardless of the political climate, just um, do game studios hire and do the visas and, and all of that good stuff. And so, <laughs> uh, so from my experience, right, in the United States, that is super duper hard right now. Yeah. Right. Especially now. Um, they, they kind of like made this, this guillotine, like, tightrope around visas and so right now they i right now in most game studios visas when it comes to people outside mexico and canada right those are those are reserved for like those candidates that are those can those, those talents that are just so exemplary right that we can we can never replicate them any other way right right that's where we start talking about all one visas right like people that or like even just trying to trying to any kind of visa really, right? Um, the way that uh, studios justify being able to relocate someone is that saying, especially from like 
uh, outside their city or even state is saying that, look, we can't replicate this talent, right? And although, and and we need this person soon, and this person will be able to grow in in, in a much better, in, a, in, in to a much better position than someone that someone locally, right? This is a singer talent. That's what we are. That's what we are. One, we're going to relocate that person, and two, that's why we're going to give that person a visa. Right. Yes, I understand, and that's an expensive proposition. I remember I like to mention to people um, that there was this one artist I knew, like a ZBrush god. It was unbelievable what this guy did. And his um, his thread at Zebra Central is one of the most visited threads ever at Zebra Central. And um, Blizzard hired him, brought him out, and he left within like a month, I think, because Blizzard basically told him he had to learn Maya. And he's like, I'm not learning Maya. So, you know, I, I have some sense of how much these visas cost and all the time. I mean, it's easily tens of thousands of dollars at the end of the day. And that's oh, yeah. that's gone, right? Because this guy didn't learn Maya. So there's these little there's these little things. I mean, I get it. So what about um, not bringing somebody in? But what about hiring somebody who lives outside? And I know Jan specifically asking this. In he lives in Germany, I think. No, let me see where mm -hmm. he says. Yeah, Germany. Um, and I know there's legal issues with hiring people because, like, for example, if I hire somebody in Arizona, which isn't international. Uh, depends on your feelings about Arizona, though. But yeah. <laughs> just kidding, Arizonans. <laughs> um, it's, uh, you know, there's all kinds of stuff I have to do. Like I have to pay their unemployment. I have to pay a separate um, taxes over there, things like that. And, and I'm sure there's international things. But what about um, hiring teams and people who are outside of it? Maybe freelance, 1099, stuff like that. Those are much more possible, right? And that's really a big way how big studios have been getting around the whole visa blockade, right? right. Um, like Arena, I know um, Riot, but Blizzard, like uh, like three for three now, like they hire some people from outside, right? Like giving them the freelance gig, right? And being able to um, pay them that money, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, actually, that's actually become really common. Um, but right, but to kind of delve deep into your question, which is like, um, kind of, I'm kind of going back into what I was saying, like. Bringing you in in-house is hard, and for a studio, especially if you're outside the country, uh, even starting to get it's starting to get even hard for for Canadians and and Mexicans. All right, um, it's hard, and so it's a big it's a big money <laughs> money investment right for a studio to bring you in, right? Meaning that you have to be that good. Yeah, got it. Cool. Okay. All right. Let me see if there's one more question and then we're going to get to your rookies stuff um, in the next webinar. Okay. Questions, answer questions. Okay. All right. So let me ask this as kind of a last question. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to formulate it because uh, it's a variant on the, the usual question, but uh, you've interviewed arguably a lot of people. Hundreds of people. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there one interview that really, you know, stands out in your mind still to this day? Yeah, that's a good question. I never really thought about it that way. I thought about processes and ent entire um, like interview experiences, but like one interview. Um, 
I know we're, I know we're in time. I know we're in time. So I'm, 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 <laughs> no worry. Don't feel any pressure here. Mostly what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to understand like, how do, how do I impress you? You know, if you're doing hundreds yeah. of interviews, how, is there somebody or something where you like, you still kind of remember talking to them? Like you still remember talking or you still remember Melissa, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, and so I just really want to know, like, what is the, what really burned that into your brain? Yeah. I'm going to use some of the language that one of the people that trained me back in the day, yeah. which is like um, showing that you, showing that fire in your belly, right? Showing that, that willingness to learn and become better, but also having that passion for what you do, right? Yeah. And being able, just being able to, um, to speak about that, right? And being able, being able to, to like translate that, that excitement into, into, in, into what you say and, and have it be coherent, right? Is really the holy grail for someone like me, right? Um, so as, uh, as I mentioned before, right? My, part of my job and kind of my, my, my hope is to find the next generation of amazing artists, right? Mm. And there's, specific, there's a specific passion that many of them have, right? That if I can hear that in somebody else, right? That's when, that's when like all the light bulbs are going in my head and start saying, yes, this person will, this person will make me feel better about myself because I hired this person. Right, that kind of deal. Yeah. Um, so if I can get deeper into that, which is okay, talk to when when we ask you what's your favorite game, right? Speak about it cohesively and clearly, right? But at the same time, um, tell me about your passions behind it, right? Like why is it good, and be able to like dive so deep into a point where you're able to inspire me about it, right? And and at the same time, I know that's this is a high ask, right? And and it, it takes a lot of like passion and care and like just like a lot of like um, thought about just being able to get to that point, right? But in truth, these kind of personalities are the ones that are that are most treasured in in, in most industries. Mm, that's the great. ones that, the ones that became themselves so hard that they, that I have no no um, no choice but to love them. Yes, I love that. It makes me think of that interview. Um, with Boone Cotter, I think is his last name, Cotter. And he talks about how he broke down crying in his job interview. I think it was in uh, Naughty Dog. I actually have it here. And, uh, you know, that willingness to express his, like his vulnerability. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was uncharted. Yes. So, you know, you you see people all the time probably trying to play tough, you know, Mm -hmm. trying to, play that they know everything. There's probably some ego involved in it. And it sounds to me like one of the things that might be very powerful is just to, you know, show some vulnerability in the interview. Absolutely. Very well put. I mean, one of the ways that we put it is that you as, um, what we normally see when we interview someone is someone putting on a mask, right? And since that is not the true self, right? They, that will break down over time. That will be pretty, pretty apparent, right? Because, after after you interview like seven people, right? You're gonna start seeing like uh, kind of the character archetypes, and you can start breaking down people. It's gonna be very visible, right? But when you're yourself, and right, you're able to be open about who you are and what you've been through, and how how those good and bad that play the um, uh, and, and sorry, good and bad situations, right, form you into something better as a whole, yeah. then that is great. Sparth put it really beautifully one time, right? I think here's 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 a really good like point for yourself, which is like. Yeah. Every artist is a, a little damaged inside, right? Mm. 
And so, and that's what makes them great because um, uh, I'm, I'm, I don't remember exactly the way, the way that it's said, I think it's Kintsugi, uh, which is like the, the Japanese art of, um, of, uh, of, breaking, uh, of breaking something and then putting it together with gold and filling, right? And at mm -hmm. the end, it's more beautiful because of it, right? And so that's what you as an artist and who as a person are to, or hopefully to become, right? We all are broken by, by what happens in our lives, right? May it be this terrible loss, or like uh, you not getting that job you wanted, or like, uh, or just like things that happen, right? Or like you know being laid off from studios, right? But if you're able to grab those those events, right, and make make yourself way better because of them, right? You effectively become that piece of pottery that's infilled with gold and more beautiful because of it. Mm. That's beautiful. That you were originally. That's great. Yeah, I don't think I could. I don't think we could leave that anywhere better than this, my friend. All right, guys. Oh, yeah, thanks for sharing that. I was actually going to ask you that offline. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much. Um, for those of you who are going to be in the um, in the uh, Rookies review, just make sure you click the – it's another link, so click over there. And Alejandro, thank you so much, my friend, for taking the time out. Always. And I'm, I'm pretty visible on the – on the uh, what's it called? Uh, on, I'm probably just on the on – the... Uh, what's it called? Uh, Artist Awake? Artist, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and you so if you, if you have any questions, please uh, please reach out. All right, guys. So you know where to find him. He's actually in our network because he teaches too. So again, thank you. And thanks, guys, for uh, for being here and for um, for asking the questions. Passing off some right on, good ones. All right. Thank you all for hanging out. Yeah. Take care. Bye. All right. Thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to this. And I want to ask just two things of you. Number one, make sure to leave a comment or rank this wherever you are listening to it on Apple, uh, Stitcher, Spotify. It really makes a difference in helping us get the word out about this industry and about what we do. Number two, make sure you visit vertexschool.com to learn more about what programs we offer in this area as a creative and for artists who are looking to jumpstart their career and discover a new industry. Again, thank you so much for listening. We're accepting applications right now, so I look forward to hearing from you soon.